Live your passion. Live your passion. You know, I wanted to talk about that, and, and I was reflecting as I was reading. You know, we're in the book, Developing the Leader Within You 2.0, on the chapter on serving people. And, um, you know, I was going to go, and, and I thought about what I read in the chapter. <clears throat> and then I thought about what happened in that. I had dinner with my daughter. We hadn't done that in a while. We normally... Uh, we like to try and get together every other Thursday when my wife's working and um, and uh, do wings at the restaurant, which they raised the price of the wings at the uh, restaurant. They were 25 cents, and that's what drew us in. But now, you know, the cost of everything going up, now they're 75 cent wings. So we hadn't done it in about a couple of months. But we did it, and it was good. And I told her I'd probably talk a little bit about her tonight. And one of the greatest things about my daughter, we talk about living your passion. Uh, my daughter, Michelle, she's the oldest of three. My name, by the way, I don't normally say, but Brave L. Dodd. Uh, and I'm coming here from Jacksonville, Florida area. And... Uh, love sharing with you every night. Um, that's that's me, right? I don't. I'm so bad. I don't even promote my, promote myself. Even say my name after time. Just this guy that comes on. He seems always excited. But anyways, so I had dinner with my daughter. Now you've got to understand, my daughter. Um, I tell the story about living your passion. I tell the story about my daughter loving home nursing. My wife is a nurse, and she worked in the hospitals, and she worked in the nursing homes. But my daughter always had this passion for home nursing. And what's interesting is I can still remember, and she could, if you ever talked to her, she'd tell you the story about how um, a long time ago she was a little uh, upset because she was different from my wife, and she loved home nursing. My wife kind of like took offense to that. But I remember having that conversation, and my daughter would tell you, I said, you do what you're passionate about, and whatever you're passionate about, they'll pay you for it. And, you know, and she did, and she struggled initially, you know, as a home nurse, um, uh, not making a lot of money initially. But she got good, because she loved it, and she enjoyed it. All of a sudden, they started to pay her well. Well, she decided to take it one more step further. She had tried all these businesses that kind of like were out of her comfort, not comfort zone, out of her her um, her niche, her, her love, her passion, out of her passion. And, of course, they all kind of flopped. But now she said, I'm going to start a home nursing business. And, man, so... Over the last week or two, she took the leap, cut off the, the regular job, and now is full-time in the business because the business has grown to a point where it can sustain her. And we were just having that conversation about her business, and she was talking about, and this is a, something I always talk about, she was talking about 
the number of hours. He said, you know, I go in at 7, I leave at 7. I, I And I feel guilty if I'm not doing 13 hours. And I was explaining to her, as you put processes in place, your, your business is not supposed to become another job, and you work yourself into a grave. And when you put the processes in place, then you can have a business. And if you're passionate about it, you don't have to spend all your time. So she began to tell me the stories about her business and how she loves it. And nothing brings more joy to her than serving her clients as a nurse. And one of the things that she was concerned about is the uh, feedback that she would get. But it seems like every time someone asks for references and she gives other people's names and they see them, they end up calling her back saying, oh, my Lord, everyone we talk to loves you. You see that? That's the passion. When you love and you serve in your passion, what you do, it's not a job anymore. And she was just beaming from one side to the other, excited. There's nothing more joyful, she said, than to see my clients being satisfied and happy with the service that I serve. And then you you automatically give more service than they ever could have anticipated. And she even talked about, I have to push money away. Say, you already uh, are paying for the service. I don't want extra money. I love doing this. This is you in your passion, bringing it out of yourself and, and, and reaching down and taking that leap out. Now, not everyone does it right away. Part of the things in this chapter was about uh, how I can serve in a way that inspire uh how I can serve people in a way that will inspire them to serve others. And in that, he talks about a particular hotel and how they um, teach their hospitality people. Their uh, hostess or the people who work there, they have to go through a few days of orientation. And the last day, they have to go with an executive and do community work because they want them to understand and, and, and have an appreciation for serving others because they're in the service business. But when it's something you're passionate about, like I said, it's, it's something you love. When you do what you love, it's no longer a job. It's not just a lump, something that you do. It's, it's part of you. And you can share at a deeper level something more powerful, something impactful that changes people's lives. That's why my daughter gets those comments about from her clients that they just love her because she loves them back. It kind of reminds me, of, I'll give a plug-in for uh, Rachel Miller. If you ever work with her, uh, she's a marketing genius when it comes to Facebook. And she, it's just the passion and the love that she has for her people. You can just see it and feel it. And when you're dealing with people, picture that being your peer group, people who are passionate about what they do. 
you, you seem to connect at a, at a deeper level. And then the people that you're around and the people you attract are similar to that. That's kind of a small piece of heaven on earth. People who are serving people and are passionate about it. Can you, can you picture that? Yeah, you're in your passion and it's no longer a job. It's something that you jump up and you're ready to do. And you do it if they paid you or not. It's because you just enjoy serving people in an impactful way. Man. And, um, you know, I mentioned that it talked about serving uh, these uh, people who started at this place actually uh, have to serve in the community with one of the executives. Now, that's critical. You see, there's two types of leadership. One is true leadership. And the other one is just uh, leadership in terms of the, the term, but not really. And a lot of times in today's society, what you have in a lot of positions of leadership is positional leadership. Authoritative positional leadership. It's not true leadership. Because, see, if you're a true leader, people will gravitate and want to follow you. And that's why, you know, when 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 I read that part about that each employee has to go with an executive out in the community to serve, that's powerful. You know why? How many times in jobs have you seen people say to do something and don't do it themselves, and they're at the top. If it's not happening at the top, how can you even expect the people under you to do it? Because, you see, words are only a small portion of the communication. What's that phrase? What you do speaks so loud, I can't hear what you're saying. If you want your staff to exercise, they see you out there at 5 in the morning doing, uh, doing a uh, 5K. They know it's important to you. They see it, so they know it. It's not a matter of you telling them, hey, I run 5 miles at uh, 5K every morning. They see you do it. They know it's important, so it makes it important to them. So many times in positions, people are saying things and doing something different. It's almost like hypocritical. And I think that's the definition of a hypocrite. And it doesn't work. It doesn't fly. People may assume the role in front of you, but when you turn your head, you're doing something different. So critical to be passionate and to be serving in order to have others follow you in service. You've got to serve yourself. Serve others yourself, excuse me, not serve yourself, but serve others yourself. Because what you do speaks aloud. We can't hear what you're saying. And I hope a lot of you are getting this. But time to get out of that comfort zone and, and serve others in, in, in your passion. 
And it's okay to make mistakes because we all do. It's the only way to grow. You're not going to grow. Man, I was just thinking about those stories because I, I listened to them over and over uh, from the inner circle and, and just some powerful stories, powerful stories uh, of, of people in, in their struggles and, and what they've gone through and what they're going through and knowing and just watching and seeing them just, you know, getting out of that comfort zone. These are true leaders. Man, I'm glad I'm out of this group. True leaders getting out of that comfort zone. And to watch them being willing and able to do that, knowing that it's necessary. Because, see, when you learn to serve, it's not important how you look. It's important how you serve. And if you're out there and you're doing it, that makes all the difference in the world. Um, that's the part I wanted to talk about. How do you inspire others to serve others? By serving yourself. When people see you serve, they're inspired to serve. And they will serve and serve and serve. You know, John Maxwell talks about uh, as he got older, his objectives or his, he had written a prayer of um, how his objectives have changed. And I thought it was pretty powerful and wanted to share it here because I think it makes a good point. And it, it, it addresses, in the end, what the subject of this lesson was that I put in the title, and I wanted to be a foot washer. This is what, uh, what John wrote here, because I think it's critical, and I think you get a lot out of it. it says, as a leader, I always, I am always very cautious of the example I set for everyone I lead and serve, and that often prompts me to be more open and vulnerable than I otherwise might be. When I was getting ready to turn 60, I spent some time thinking about who I wanted to be as I entered what I felt like a new stage of life. So after spending some time with God, I wrote a prayer to him about who I hoped he would help me to become. I am very aware of my shortcomings, and I wanted God's help to please him and to become more like Jesus, who was not above serving others, even doing the menial work of washing his disciples' feet. So he said, I wrote the prayer for myself. I wrote the prayer for myself, but I quickly felt prompted to share it with others, even though it reveals some of my personal struggles and I share it with you now in the hope that it helps you. And this is his prayer at 60 years old. Lord, as I grow older, I would like to be known as available rather than a hard worker, compassionate more than competent, content, not driven, generous, instead of rich, gentle over being powerful, listener more than a communicator, loving versus quick and bright, reliable, not famous, sacrificial instead of successful, thoughtful more than gifted. I want to be 
a foot washer. Such a powerful, powerful prayer. More than 10 years have passed since I wrote that prayer, he said. I'm now in my 70s and I'm still working to become the servant I desire to be. I have a long way to go, but I'm giving it my all. If you're not serving, find an area to serve. Find an area to serve in your passion, but get there. Unleash the beast. It's almost like the Hulk. You know, he's inside. He's this small little guy holding it in. But when he lets it out, he becomes big and powerful, but very helpful and humble as the Hulk. He wasn't there to destroy. He was there to protect and to build. Don't ask me how I got that out of the, the Hulk story, but it just came to me. It's pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, how do you inspire others to serve? You serve. And serving your passion. Just like my daughter. Your being every day, every time you talk about it. There'll be a smile, and people will be will gravitate to it, and know that they've they're being impacted in a in a, in a deeper way, not just a nine to five type way, but in a a life learning release way from a God given talent or ability that you couldn't get any other way. But that's my lesson. Reflect on where you can serve and then serve. And then share where you serve in the comments. It would be great to hear about where you serve. That's my lesson tonight. It's been real. And I've had a great time serving people and serving you. Can you tell that I enjoy serving in this capacity? Yes. I know that these lessons really touch you in a special way and hopefully will get you out of that cocoon. Even if you take a small step, that's a big, that's a start. That's a beginning. A little seed planted in the ground soon becomes a big oak, but it started with a seed. I'm just planting that seed. And as you grow into that mighty oak, to spread seeds that inspire others. Thank you. Have a good evening.